Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, July 16th, 2021. It is Loki Wednesday. That's right. We are talking about episode two of Marvel Studios Loki. Now, again, I'm coming to you here from inside our little condo here in Pawleys Island, South Carolina via my phone. But Oh my God, I couldn't wait to get up this morning and watch this episode. And as always, just finished watching it and my head is spinning as to what I saw here at the end of this episode. So if you're not familiar with one of these spoiler casts, of course, don't listen any further if you have not watched episode two of Loki, because that's what we're talking about. It's all we're talking about here on this podcast is that episode. So stop, go watch it, come back after you've seen it. And, uh, you know, we can dive into all the, the thoughts and theories. Now, I got to say, like this episode up to probably the last five or 10 minutes. I mean, I was in it and enjoying it uh, for what it was because there's a lot of good things in there. But that ending just completely changed everything about this episode. You know, I mean, up to that point, we're getting some good things about the time variance uh, agency. We we're getting some good, you know, banter between Mobius and Loki. I mean, I loved all that. All that was great. But we got to jump right to the ending. I mean, sometimes I go through these a little periodically or, or you know, as, as this should not periodically, but, you know, kind of in, in, in the way that the show progresses. But instead, today, we're going to talk just right about this ending here and jump right into it. Because, folks, at the very end, number one, we find out that it is that female Loki, right? I mean, that was kind of had been rumored and we see that in the comics and there's been a lot of discussion about that. So we do get that. I mean, we do know that that is him slash she, right, I guess is kind of the right words. You know, we got to watch pronouns here now because we're, we're looking at Loki. Um, but um, the, uh, this idea of not only that character now, that, of this, this female Loki that we're going to see, but then what she ultimately does is all of these reset charges go back through the timeline. And I, when I got done here, usually I, I go, like I've said before, I go right to the Discord and check out what some of the people who've watched it in Discord. And Matt Clark put a link over to Twitter where somebody actually kind of took a quick shot of that computer screen going real quick of all the places where those charges went. We have Xander in there. We have Titan in there, which I'm, oh my God, imagine one of these charges going back to Titan and just completely obliterating Thanos. What if it goes to his timeline and Thanos never exists? What happens then to the sacred timeline? Because Thanos is so pivotal, not only to the sacred timeline and just what he does in, in chasing the, the Infinity Stones, but then also just with our Avengers that we know and love, completely wiping them out. Is this series going to completely change every, all of that? And then how, do you, how would you ever go back and stop that? How would you ever go back and actually stop those charges? Because it's happening now. I mean, we do, we do kind of learn that early on in the episode when Loki says to Mobius when they're at the Renaissance Festival, he's like, why don't you just go back to before the attack? And Mobius says, like, whenever these Nexus events happen, time is just kind of happening naturally. You can't go back and change that, um, that it's just kind of locked in and they kind of have to go into it real time, I think is a, the actual word that he used. So do they have enough TVA agents to be going back in real time to stop these charges from going off? There was a lot of charges, guys. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Like, it, it, that would just be crazy but oh man like so much can possibly happen here um i mean even ego was one of them right so i mean you're even talking going back to you know ego the living planet right with with uh guardians wasn't that i'm pretty sure that's you know quill's quill's father um man i'm <laughs> as i'm talking out loud here and, and now just thinking about this like with the, the possibilities 
forward changing things that we've seen or or not only things that we've seen things that we were potentially going to see um could you know totally be changing and there's even places like to just regular places on earth that they're going to be able to go to and change things i mean was brooklyn one of the places i'm thinking uh, i don't have it up here in front of me because again i'm doing this on my phone but it wouldn't surprise me if that's where we're going to go back and change even steve steve rogers you know maybe never even happening um what an incredible way to write something where you can, you know, and to kind of step behind, step and kind of think about this fourth wall breaking here of like being able to write in new actors to play characters, right? You can totally go back and reset the timeline and then this actor becomes that person now. So like, sure, we have our Sam Wilson, Captain America, but now you could go back to old school Captain America and have somebody in the 40s, you know, you can go back and, and do things like that and change that timeline, um, I think is awesome. I mean, that's just that's crazy when you when you think about that, um, man. But all right, let's jump into some of the other things from the episode here. Um, obviously, you know we we had the attack at the Renaissance Festival, um, and you know that whole scene of them going back. I think shows just how Loki, even though he's on board for everything that they're doing, um, he is of course himself being himself, just a, the big manipulator trying to manipulate them. And ultimately, he admits it at the end that he was basically trying to bide this other Loki some time, the variant, we're going to call her the variant Loki is what we'll call her right now, um, was biding her some time if she wanted to attack. And, uh, you know, I think Mobius, it was kind of interesting how he just kind of picked up on it like right away. And um, it, it's, man, just just so great, you know. And, and that was one of the other big things from this episode too. I remember with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a lot of people saying how it was going to be like this buddy cop show. Up to this point, I think this has been more the buddy cop show in terms of the the banter back and forth. I mean, the one scene, I'm, they're kind of walking through the hallway, and uh, you got Mobius and Loki just, you know, Mobius is already tired of, of Loki just running his mouth so much and talking. And he's like, where's the guy that was on the elevator with me, right? You know, where where, where is that character? You know, where is that guy? Like, he, he kept his mouth shut and just kind of went with the flow of things, and now here this guy is talking like crazy. Um, I thought that was kind of funny, you know, hearing them kind of say that. Um, you know, this idea of enchantment and I'm kind of jumping around here, guys, cause I'm, you know, again, don't have anything in front of me with my notes like I normally do. Um, this idea of enchantment that this uh, variant Loki is using. I mean, obviously our Loki is familiar with it. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think now, I mean, probably up to this point or probably up to the end, I would have been saying that we would have seen a lot of that and then kind of chasing variant Loki through time. Um, we would have seen a lot more of it. I mean, we see it used in the beginning with the Renaissance Festival. And then, of course, in the Roxconn um, warehouse. I mean, she's jumping between all kinds of different um, characters. And, um, you know, Loki basically has to fend them all off. But um, now that they're together, I mean, is that is that something? I mean, are Loki chasing the variant Loki through the portal at the end? Are they going to be together? Like, is that going to be something now where the buddy cop is going to be turned between the two of them? Like, are we going to get them working together? It seemed like um, the variant kind of wanted to work with him, but not quite. You know, I, I think that our Loki, you know, maybe, I mean, I, ultimately now we know his goal is to basically take over the TVA, right? I mean, it was kind of speculated that maybe, but now um, he was possibly given the chance by Mobius of being able to meet the timekeepers who we learn he himself has never even met the timekeepers when he's talking to what was her name Ravana I think was her name the the judge that he kind of works for and even we don't even know if she ever met him but we did learn that the one agent did give up the location of the timekeepers um which has me wondering maybe that's where they're going like now that the variant Loki kind of has things maybe she's going to be headed towards um 
the TDA building where the timekeepers are. And maybe, I mean, hell, maybe even there was a reset charge sent, set to, sent to them, right? Was that one of the places that was on there? I, did, I didn't look to see on the list if that was maybe, maybe wherever their location was is where that charge is going. So you're just not only just resetting all the other things in the sacred timeline, but you're just quite literally resetting the sacred timeline in itself because you're stopping the creation by going there and uh, taking care of the timekeepers. I don't know if that's something that we're going to see. Um, but that idea of enchantment, again, I think is means that Loki could be anyone, the variant Loki, or even our Loki, knowing that he knows that ability as well, um, could be anyone and, um, you know, could, could potentially change everything. Guys, I mean, literally, my head is just spinning over, like, now, this timeline. I'm looking back. At, I did take some notes, actually, on my phone. I'm kind of going through them now. Um, let's talk about, um, I guess, how they're able to find the variant Loki. What, again, the writing here, like, I've said it before, like, time travel for me just absolutely blows my mind it's crazy like i just i can't comprehend it <laughs> and that's why like you know we're doing that doctor who show is just kind of bananas right but the idea that loki and of course they had to use him because he you know it's he's chasing himself or herself whatever you want to say um and it would be um very hard to find him throughout all the timeline but there he's able to say okay this is what i would do and when he looks at that page of Ragnarok and sees that there was zero variance activity there. And, um, you know, at first you think he's looking at it like, oh, he's sad. But then when he finally gets in front of Mobius and, and Mobius is like, oh, yeah, it's terribly all And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's sad. And then he just kind of moves on. But what he's really looking at is the idea that because a sacred timeline is kind of like predetermined fate, right? Like nobody actually has free will. That, that concept even kind of comes up a little bit um, in this episode too. But like... Because everything's set, when you have these cataclysmic events, these big disasters, doesn't matter what you do within that time, everything is gone, right? There is no variance. Like Pompeii is going to blow up and it's going to blow up the same way every time and everything in its path is going to be destroyed. There is no escaping that. Um, I mean, I guess technically the only way you could was if you want to go back days before and get those, all those people to move so far away that they don't actually ex get to experience that. I guess you could do that. But in his case, he just shows up and is like, let me prove it to you, Mobius, and, and proves that because their fate is predetermined, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you know, which, I mean, he mentions, let me go to Ragnarok, let me do whatever, and, and no matter what, Ragnarok comes and the whole population is destroyed, although we do know that they, they weren't all destroyed, at least in, in the sacred timeline, because some of them did survive by being on that ship that ultimately... You know, you see at the end, Thanos show up, and um, that's it's basically the setting for the in, beginning of the Infinity War. Um, so maybe I don't know, maybe that, that, but but we don't know. That's not a Nexus event, right? That wasn't because that is part of the sacred timeline. Um, but I like that. You know, I think this idea that you're, you know, I who would have ever thought of that? Like, who wrote that? Like Feige, tell me who who wrote that? What what an interesting concept. Um, to chase people down like you know the the writers of the show are way smarter than than us like i i love that nobody nobody over this past week that has been speculating about the show thought anywhere that i've seen that would be like this is a way to chase down <clears throat> you know somebody right because you in our heads we think you could stop those events but in the end those events are so large and so big Especially, they even mentioned a natural disaster. Yeah, it's one thing to stop a war or to stop Thanos from coming and, you know, shooting down a giant beam and blowing up the, uh, your planet or whatever or unleashing a horde of enemies on you. That's, you can stop. 
but when it comes to a natural disaster, you can't stop that. Um, it is interesting, though, and I, I would love to know years from now when they go back, um, different uh, events, natural events happening in the future. Um, you know, they mentioned what, like the ecosystem being destroyed, um, uh, what, what uh, Pompeii blowing up again or something like that. They mentioned a giant tsunami, um, like all those things in 2040s, 2050s, really because of environmental changes, right? I think it's kind of what was coming. And obviously this hurricane that's getting set to hit this town, all those people end up dying. So this must be a massive, massive storm. Um, so I thought that was kind of a little, little commentary there on, on the state of the environment. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that they were kind of throwing that in there. I'm kind of going back through um, some of my notes here. Yeah, I, I mean, so we did learn the one um, <clears throat> t- or TVA uh, cop fa- or agent found uh, or did tell um, the variant Loki the location of the timekeepers. That's big. Personally, I don't think they're going there yet, especially knowing now that our Loki kind of has in mind he wants to kind of mess with them as well. So I would see the variant Loki, you know, maybe taking him up on his offer, although I don't think like he's like, oh, you could be my lieutenant. No, 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 no. You know, this variant Loki is not going to want that. She's going to want to be the leader, especially being everything that she's done. Um Man, just just I'm I'm still racking my head around what possibly um, could be coming next. I mean, really, that's what this whole week, I think weekend, and I mean this whole show, I hope is hopefully going to give us some of that. Uh, again, you know, it's going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because you know now having all these bombs sent through all these different branches, um, man, there there's so many things that they can do, so many possibilities of what could happen, what could come next. Like I said, I think it's a great way for them to be able to introduce uh, new actors for some of the some of the roles I mean they could possibly do that um, and not even taking on the same character like you're not gonna have a different actor play Steve Rogers old you know Steve Rogers but you can have a different actor playing um, Captain America you know um, I can't believe I can't think of his name who do we see in Falcon and Winter Soldier you know the first African-American super soldier I can't believe I can't think of his name right now um, there could be a branch in the timeline, or well, a branch in the timeline, but actually a reset. He becomes the Captain America. Now, that see, this is the other thing. Here's the other question. So these go back. They bomb the sacred timeline. Does it? I guess it actually does destroy the time. I'm trying to think. Like just because you do it at one point, it's it's like in a, almost in a constant loop. But, okay, so, but I guess by her giving up the location of the timekeepers, that ultimately is going to be what's going to destroy it. If anything, like everything else is going to create chaos. That's going to create the madness, right? The multiverse of madness for the Doctor Strange movie. But by going to where the timekeepers are, you completely stop just the creation of the sacred timeline. And that in itself is what destroys it. And then, you know, potentially, I mean, we talked about this, we saw in the beginning of the episode, this red line. That's ultimately what they're trying to stop. They don't want to cross that red line, right? You cross that red line, destroys the sacred timeline, and uh, reality as you know it is the way it was phrased. So that, I think, is what um, ultimately is going to happen. You know, that the, the they know about these charges or that the timekeepers get destroyed and somebody else now needs to become the timekeepers. Does that lead into maybe Doctor Strange becoming the timekeeper? And ultimately, when when things are all set right in that film he becomes the timekeeper and resets um, the, uh, or 
I guess, resets the sacred timeline and becomes the, the person who kind of has ownership or overview, oversight over it, maybe. I don't know. Um, just interesting. Well, guys, I'm not going to keep rambling here because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just shell-shocked. I mean, it's funny. I was thinking in my head as the episode's going on, I'm like, okay, well, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about that. And then the last three or four minutes, that stuff happens at the end. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening now? So please let me know your thoughts on this episode. I need to know because I, I have a feeling everybody out there is feeling like me. Just the possibilities are endless now, especially knowing those, some of those locations like Titan is the one that is just blowing my mind right now with, with no Thanos in existence. I mean, that just obliterates the timeline. Crazy. Um, but of course, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Hit me on Twitter at Marturka, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. We're going to be talking about this like crazy. I have a feeling in the Discord here in the, in the coming days. And, uh, you know, I'll be all over the internet scouring all these, these theories because it, um, it's pretty good, man. The show, I, I, that's, again, you know, it's what I love about this show. Um, compared to like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I loved it for what it was. We knew what that show was going to be. Not a ton of speculation going on there, right? This show is all about that speculation. It's all about it. And it's great. Oh, it's so good. So uh, guys, have a great rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct uh, that came out yesterday. We had some sweet, sweet Metroid news. We're going to be talking about that and uh, as well as some other things. So uh, until then, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And until then, we'll catch you next time.